Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But that's not going to be your last weight class. How, how, oh, how, how far do you think you can go up in terms of your frame? Because you've you got yeah. a great frame, great height for this weight class, but you could definitely could put on some meat too. What do you, what do you think? Maybe, maybe 75. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Maybe um, at the end of my career, uh, make a jump to 200, see how it feels, come back down. <laughs> Welcome to Spotlight Interview. I am George Jakovic with the champions Chris Algieri and Pauli Malinaji, and we're talking to a future world champion, unbeaten junior middleweight prospect, Xander Zayas. Xander, thank you for joining us here at ProBox. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for the opportunity. Um, Blessed to be here and excited for, for the next step, December 9th. Yeah, you got a big fight December 9th, and we're going to talk about that. But um, I wanted to ask you, you know, it seems like you've been around forever, and you're only 21 years old, but you kind of have been around forever because Top Rank signed you when you were 16 years old. Yeah. So you've been on the scene for a long time. I guess my first question is, is it hard to be patient as a fighter because you've been a pro for four or five years now? Is it hard for you to stay patient? Do you do you want more or are you just trusting of the course that you're on? Man, um, I started so young. Um, it wasn't hard um, to stay patient. You know, it was just a matter of taking the right steps in the right direction. Keep continue to listen to the corner, but. Once you get into those into those rankings, and once you start claiming those rankings, and you get your first regional belt and your first um, international belt, you know, you start knocking on that door, and it's a bit more frustrating to you know like get the opportunity. But um, I know that that it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of again, just being patient, just listen to the to the to the team and 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 to the to the company that is behind me. They they want me to do good. They want me to perform. They want me to be a world champion. So now it's just a matter of time. Yeah, Xander, you, um, I mean, you have been my, one of my favorite, if not my favorite prospect around for a number of years. I've been, I've been telling everyone around me, but you're now entering contender status. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, these kinds of fights, the way that you've been progressing and especially the way you've been performing lately, you're knocking on that door and you're right there. So what is, what is your timeline Maybe maybe your timeline might be different than your team, but what is your timeline in terms of looking to break into fighting these top fifteen, top ten type guys? Man, um, I want to start. I, I feel like this is the right step. December night is the right step. A guy that has fought for a title eliminator back in twenty nineteen, um, a guy that that could box, a guy that has good speed in his hand and his feet. Mm-hmm. Um, just to you know, take that next step, show everybody that that I'm that I'm ready for the next level. You know, um, 
former former world champions, former contenders, contenders, um, top 15 guys. I feel like that's that's the the next step for for 2024, and um, that's something that I want to continue on on building. Dander, you said you uh, they signed you when you were 16 years old, top yes. rank. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's interesting, man, because. You know, when you're in when you're in the amateurs, you get like uh, these scouts that sometimes come up to you, right? Uh, you know, when you're at the nationals, and you know, some. I mean, for me in my personal situation, I remember seeing guys that I used to see on TV with champions all of a sudden coming up to me and talking to me. If they signed you at 16, what age were you when they started talking to you, man? Because I, I man, um, I remember, crazy. I remember my last year as an amateur. Um, we used to travel everywhere. I was ranked um, in the U.S. I um, mean, multiple divisions. Um, and I was going into my last nationals. We knew it was the last nationals because we already had a lot of managers talking to me. Um, obviously, I don't want to mention name, but a lot of people came up and they were like scouting me. Hey, this is what we offer. This, we, we would like you in our team. And um, December came around and, and, and we sat down with, with my manager, Peter Kahn. I mean, I knew him before then, but never had a conversation with him for about, about turning pro. And um, my coach is a really good friend of him. I mean, they've been friends for 20 years. They've got a really close relationship. Um, and, and I trust my coach like like I trust my, my father. Um, he's like a second father to me. I, I look up to him. And, and he told me that that was the right guy. And we sat down and, and we had a conversation with, 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 the, with the family and the team. And everybody was on the same page. So we, we decided to go with him. But yeah, at the age of, at the age of 15... 16 was when um 15 turning 16 that's when i i um, signed with, with with my manager peter and peter and peter's a local guy for a lot of deals so it's uh it's yes. easy, easy access as well man yeah all, uh, all in the family so what yep. was um what, what you know at was there um well how can i word this question right is there was there uh any hesitation to turn pro at that age uh because we all have a timeline right um, as far as when we, we turn pro to when we want to fight for a world championship. Yeah. Um, was there anything that made you think, you know, maybe if I stay another couple of years in the amateurs, I'll move faster as a pro? Or did you know the speed at which you would be moved as a pro despite turning pro at 16 would be something that you would be satisfied with? And I don't know well, if that question makes sense, you know. but No, I'm, no, it does. It does. Um, well, the, the, the main move to turn pro was knowing that I wasn't going to make the 2020 Olympics. I was cut. Um, in age, I was going to be 17, so I wasn't going to be, you know, in that age group. Um, and I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait for, for Paris. I didn't want to wait for 2024. Um, obviously, after what happened in 2020, I feel like it was the right move. And um, at that age, um, when we decided to turn pro, we knew that we wanted to take everything step by step, that I was still young, that I was still a kid, that I was still growing into my, into my, into my man's body, into my man's strength. Um, I think I, I believe I still are uh, still doing it. Um, so overall, I think that was the, that was the main reason we turned pro. Um, and that's the main reason we actually took everything step by step. I feel like if I would have stayed a little bit longer to 2024 Olympics, they would have moved me a lot faster. Well, Xander, um, you, you turned pro so early. I mean, I can't imagine being 16 years old and signing a pro contract. Um, and, and I'm sure from the outside, a lot of people look at that and they say, wow, you know, this this kid's got it made. But you had to sacrifice a lot, I imagine. Can you talk about some of the sacrifices you had to make since you've been a pro since 16? Man, um, I remember when I when they announced the, the, the signing, I was in a field trip for school. I was in 11th grade. Wow. Um, so, you know, we I, I'm right there and there. We had to cut school. We had we went online. Um, so I, you know, I had to cut out or not cut out. 
but I didn't get to spend as much time with my friends from school because I was doing homeschooling so I could train in the morning and training in the afternoon and have more time to to get ready for my for my professional debut. Um, and, and overall, I feel like not just me, but every every athlete, every um, high level athlete had had to sacrifice their 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 youth um, years to to become who they are or become who they want to become in the future. Um, and I feel like with me, it was nothing different. I sacrificed a lot. I feel like my family sacrificed a lot. My sister didn't have a quinceañera because I had to travel. My fam- my my father and mother never been to a vacation just them by themselves because I had to travel. So I feel like overall, everybody make a a, a great sacrifice to, to, to put me in this position right now. And for that, I'm grateful. Yeah, champ, we've all been through that. Trust me, the, the juice is worth the squeeze. You're going to look back, yeah. all the things that you missed, and, and all the people who really matter are not going to judge you, and they're going to be proud of you and happy, and they're not going to worry about you know you missing out on these different things. And, and, and that's fact. Something that my dad always tells me is like, man, I'm sacrifice now, enjoy later. Um, yep. At some point in my life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the – I'm going to be – so well in my life i'm going to be already accomplished with everything that i want to accomplish that i'll be i'll be able to sit back and now enjoy life um travel everywhere that i want to travel um do every, everything that i want to do um but for now it's just keeping keeping my head down keep um keep going forward keep moving forward and just keep getting better you know xander you know we talk about the we use the word sacrifice a lot when we're um when we're coming up the ladder and when you know just this this career in general right it, it requires a lot of sacrifice it requires yes. a lot of dedication you know that obviously you're living that you know but i i always i think it's safe to say that you know it's a it's a sacrifice that not only like the champ chris said that it's worth the squeeze but it's also a sacrifice that we actually learn to love you know like oh, I, don't, sure. I, think, I think that if we didn't if if we don't are not passionate about something that we love we want we do we can never get really good at it the difference is not just working hard but being passionate and enthusiastic about it you know so yes you're missing vacations you're missing trips i can remember myself when i was young my friends all go into cancun during spring break and all this other stuff and i'm getting ready for nationals you know but i didn't i mean i i felt like at the time I don't know what I'm missing because at the time I never went to Cancun for spring break anyway. But I know what I would be missing if I go to Cancun. I would be missing the chance to prepare for something great that excites me and the thrill of victory and that excite and that used to excite me. You know, because before we make all the money, we get addicted to winning. You know, and for and sure, I think that's that's the sacrifice is certainly the right word. But I also feel like if we didn't, if you, if guys like you did, didn't love it you wouldn't be able to be as good at it. You know, there's also no, love there. You know, where it doesn't That's like fact. I mean, not everybody has the love to wake up at five in the morning to go run five, six miles. I mean, you got to <laughs> love it. You got you to gotta enjoy it. You got to have that mindset that you got to be crazy enough to let's do it. Let's go. I got to do 12 rounds today. Let's do it. I got to run five miles. Let's do it. I feel like, yeah, you definitely got to be crazy enough. And like you said, at that time, at that, I mean, even now, I don't know what it is to go to Cancun. I don't know what it is to go to a to a to a club. I don't know what it is to go anywhere. I mean, I've never been, so I don't know what I'm missing. All I know is that I'm winning. I'm doing what I love. I'm I'm yeah. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm, I mean, I'm with my family. I'm with my people around me, and um, I feel like that's that's even that that's worth a lot more than just going to Cancun for a weekend. Yeah, sometimes it's better not to know what you don't know. Uh, Xander, you know, when, when people ask me why I'm so high on you, I always tell them it's because he's very disciplined and he lived the lifestyle. You're, you're one of those guys who lives in the gym, and that's going to take you very, very far in the sport. I want to ask you what this means. This fight's right around the corner. 
like not time wise. I mean, literally, yeah. it's around the corner where you yes. live. You know, and that's 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 a new that's a new part of your career. How how does that feel? Um, I'm sure you're gonna have a big crowd there. And, you know, th does that add anything extra for you to make sure that you're putting a little extra work in the gym or making sure you go out there and do what you do? Man, Chris, um, the way I'm looking at it um, obviously excites me, makes me happy that I'm 15 minutes away. I don't have to take a plane. I hate planes. So <laughs> um, it definitely excites me. But um, overall, I'm taking it just another 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 venue, another night. Um, this is the most important part of my life because it's the next step towards making my, my, my goals come true. Um, overall... The hard work has been there since day one. Um, the dedication has been there. The the push from from me, from my team, um, the the willingness to get better has been there. So I don't feel like nothing has changed just because I'm 15 minutes away from home. Um, all my all my people are going to be there, and I'm excited for that. I'm happy for that. I'm happy for all my fans that bought tickets. But overall, it's just another night. I got to go out there and perform because if I don't, nobody else is going to do it for me. Xander, right. um, most people. If some people might be watching this interview, we didn't mention you're from Puerto Rico, a very, the very boxing rich country of Puerto Rico. And for years, everyone's saying this is the next Puerto Rican boxing superstar like Miguel Cotto, Felix Trinidad, um, that the pressure of, of filling that role, is it something that you're aware of? Have you felt that? No, overall, it's hard. I mean, a lot of people call it pressure. I mean, um, I don't. I don't see it that way. I feel like it's it's a motivation. Um, it's something that makes mm -hmm. it again. It makes me happy. That's um, a good word. I want. I want. I want to make it happen. I want to. I want to make my people proud. But at the end of the day, I gotta go my own route. I gotta take my own steps. I gotta. I gotta grow. Um, into into my men's strength. I gotta. I gotta develop. I gotta keep getting better. Um, and and as long as the people is happy with that, I'm happy with it. Um, I know I will. Uh, when the time is right, I will make them excited, and I will and I will accomplish everything that I want. But for now, I just got to stay focused. Xander, what is your uh, what are your thoughts on the junior middleweight division? You um, you know, you're talking about how you're moving now into that contender status. You're starting to enter that door. So now, at this point, is when you probably start to look at the overall upper level of the weight class because those are potential guys that you could be fighting. You know, I think when we're prospects. You know, some I think I, I think some prospects look at the champions, but most of the time when you're a prospect, whoever the champions are probably are not going to be the champions. I'm not going to be there for sure. So, I remember as a prospect, I was not really looking at who the champions were because I felt like by the time I got there, they would be different anyway, and they were. But um, you're at the point now where you're almost knocking on that door with as a contender status, right? So once you enter into that door, there's one eye on the champions and and one eye on the top fighters. And when you look at the overall landscape of the junior middleweight division. What, what what are your thoughts on the weight class? What are your thoughts as to how you match up, uh, how you match Man, up, with guys, and uh, all that other stuff? There's a lot of there's a lot of good fighters. I mean, just starting off, Jesus Ramos, even though he lost his last fight, an amazing fighter. Um, Sebastian Fundora, even though he 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 lost his last fight, great fighter. Um, Erickson Lubin. Um, you got the Patrick Textatus of this world. You got the the um. Castaños of this world. I mean, you got a lot of Tim Zhu that just became a world champion. Um, you got a great, great, great fighters. I mean, Josh Kelly, that is, is one ranked above me in the WBO. Um, so I feel like those are fights that, that that make a lot of sense. Danny Garcia just moved up to, to 54. Virgil Ortiz just moved up to 54. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of big names, and, and I feel a lot of big fights in the, in the near future for, for me and for the whole division. Um, 
And, and I feel like I match up not right now at this at this point in time. I match up really well with a lot of those fighters. Um, so I can just imagine in uh, maybe in a couple more months or or a year or so how I will match up even even better. And you you mentioned you and Josh Kelly. That's actually a, that's that's a sleeper good fight, man. Yeah, that's a, you mentioned that is that, a, that is a great yeah. fight. That is a great yeah. fight. I feel like again, Josh Kelly, uh, a, a great fighter. Um, never met him in, in in person, but I bet he's a he's a real gentleman. Um, but again, it's business. It's uh, at the end of the day, yeah. it, it's a fight that makes sense for both of us, and 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 we yeah. got to make it happen, I guess. And it's I competition. Make it happen. It's competition. That's how it works. Yeah. Well, I Xander, love that fight. Um, Paulie is a secret. Paulie's an under under the cover uh, matchmaker for Pro Box. He, he yeah, mentions he these great matchups, and we're really like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> Xander, um, you're 21, so we're talking about 154. But isn't I mean, how long do you think you can maintain that weight? Because again, you're only 21. You're still, you know, they talk about man strength and man body. Um, how long do you think you you want to stay at 154? How long can you stay at 154? I'm getting a world title at 154. Okay. I'm getting a world title at 154. I feel amazing. I feel great making weight. Um, I have great people behind me, perfecting athletes. I mean, they work with, with Terrence Crawford, Shakur Stevenson, just to name a few. Um, so they know what they're doing. Um, when the time is right for me to move up, they'll let me know. Like when they told me that it was time to move up from 147 to 50 um, to 54, um, they made that move for me. They made it easy for me. Now I feel comfortable at 54. I make weight easy. And um, I feel like I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm just close. I'm close to to winning a world title at 54. It's just a matter of time, maybe a year or, or so, um, to like get my my title shot. So Puerto Rico, we talked about you being from Puerto Rico. Um, you know, Paulie's fought Miguel Cotto. I've been to Puerto Rico. I used to work. I was a producer with HBO, so I got to spend some time with Miguel Cotto in Puerto Rico. Can you just give uh, for the people that don't know a, a sense of how big the sport of boxing is in Puerto Rico? Man. Boxing is kind of like baseball. They're like competing to see which one is the is the biggest sport in the island. If you're not if you're not a baseball player, you're a boxer. If not, maybe <laughs> a basketball player. But most of the time, is is baseball and boxing. Um, people love it. People get together. People people love watching their their champions fight. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't alive when when Tito Trinidad um used to fight, but my mom tells me stories, and it was it was crazy. And even when Miguel Cotto fought. I mean, I was there and I was able to be together with my family and the whole island. And it was just an amazing, amazing experience. So um, they, they really support you. They really love you. And if you do the right things and if you stay humble and if you just continue to move, for, um, move forward, they'll, they'll support you to the end. You make you make me feel old having never seen Felix Trinidad that fight. I That's thought the crazy. same thing, Paulie. He said I wasn't alive when, man. Yes. <laughs> Thank sorry, you, Xander. I, I'm an O2 baby, man. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, how, well, we're talking about the weight, and you said you're making it easy. You want to, you want to fight at 154, um, but that's not going to be your last weight class. How, how, oh, how, how far do you think you can go up in terms of your frame? Because you have, you got a yeah. great frame, great height for this weight class, but you could definitely could put on some meat too. What do you, what do you think? Maybe, maybe 75. Um, oh, wow, wow. Maybe um at the end of my career uh, make it jump to two hundred, see how it feels, come back down. <laughs> no, but I feel like seventy five for sure um yeah. will be like the 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 max that um that I'll go up and, and probably the max that I feel good at. Yeah, because I remember you you came to Spar a couple of years ago over over at our gym in Boca. I remember you were warm up in, in the in the in the ring shadow box. I'm like, 
man, this guy looks like a light heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And there we go. That, 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 that's why I asked. I wanted to see how far you thought you would go. But yeah, yeah I, feel, I, feel, I feel 175 is the, is the right cutoff. Um, obviously, we got to see how, how my career progresses. But um, 175, I feel like it's going to be uh, uh, the right cutoff. Nice. So, Xander, how, um, you know, I, I, I'm not picking on your stable mates at all, but obviously Keyshawn Davis and Jared Anderson, they, they've had their issues recently. Uh, you're only 21 years old. So how is it that you stay out of trouble, stay centered? What it, What is it in your life that keeps you like a level? And um, my family, my team, um, I know that, that if I do something wrong or if I think about doing something wrong, they'll be there telling me, yo, don't be stupid. Don't be, you know. Um, so I feel like overall my dad, my mom, just being behind me all the time and, and reminding me, what, who I am and, and why what 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 I do to you know to inspire other people to not to not throw that away um that that should keep me focused and 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 overall I feel like Tishon Davis and, and Jared Anderson are doing an amazing thing doing the same thing just in, inspiring kids um obviously we're humans we all commit mistakes um but they they are they're doing amazing in their careers too now you have not fought in Puerto Rico yet am I right about that I fought I actually fought my Fourth, my fourth fight. My fourth fight was in Puerto Rico. But you haven't headlined a card in Puerto Rico oh, no, yet, right? No, not yet, not yet. Now I, I know that's something that's got to be really big to you. Next year, hopefully, crossing our fingers. That's what we're. That's what we're working for. Um, I want to headline in Puerto Rico. I want to bring my people together, like like Miguel Cotto did, like like Tito Trinidad did, and um, that's the next step. I feel like I would like and I would love my first headline to be in Puerto Rico. Xander, do you watch uh, old, old fights, uh, obviously, even old Puerto Rican fights? I mean, for you, even Trinidad is old, obviously. But I'm saying, like, the old fighters, like Trinidad, uh, Wilfredo Gomez, um, Edwin Rosario, um, guys like that, you know, besides, do you watch those kind of guys, uh, uh, videos of those kind of guys? Uh, the, are you familiar? Obviously, I know you're familiar with the big names of the Puerto Rican past, but uh, do you like to watch those kind of guys, uh, videos, studies? Are you are you that kind of student, or are you just that guy who's in the gym? No, no, I I love boxing. I mean, I, I sit down every week and I watch fights with my dad. Um, we break down fights, even old fights, fights that are happening at the moment. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of boxing. Um, Ivan Calderon was was an amazing fighter for Puerto Rico. Um, Juan Malopez um, was, a, was a great fighter. Um, obviously, Miguel Cotto, big fan of him. Tito Trinidad, Macho Camacho, um, El Raval. I mean, it's a lot of good fighters from Puerto Rico. And not just fighters, Gomez, I, we can't even name them all, you know? It's, so it's, many. I, don't, I, don't, I don't just look at Puerto Rican fighters. Um, overall, I mean, I like to watch Pacquiao. I love to watch um, a little bit of, of, of Canelo, um, Floyd, Tyson Fury. I mean, I learn from a lot of guys. Um, you know, this, those are guys, Terrence Crawford, those are guys that are at the top level. And, and and there's nothing wrong with looking at them and, and trying to steal some from each one of them. Well, we're we're gonna we're about to let you go, but just tell us about this December 9th fight. No man, no. Let's, tell let's us how big going. this fight I'm like, is. I'm liking the conversation. Let's keep it going, man. Don't don't worry about it. I got time. This that's my last. This is my last interview. We got time. Okay. Well, well, tell tell us about tell us about this fight. Who are you fighting? What's on the line? How big is it for you? Man, um, I'm fighting December 9th um, against Jolie Fortea, uh, a guy from Spain. Like I said, he's, he's he got the experience. He's been there. He's fought for for title eliminators before. Um, he's only he's only had three losses. Um, a guy that uses his feet very well, 
combinations, counter attacks, great, great um speed with his hands. Um, so overall, we just gotta, we just gotta, you know, again, just cut the ring off, making sure we drain him down at the beginning of the of the fight, so then we can drown him at the end. Yeah, we, you know, the uh, the, the, the fighters from Spain tend to have good footwork. They're tricky, savvy guys. Yeah. So yes. you, I'm, I'm sure you did your homework, you know, a lot about him and, and, and preparing that way. Uh, what kind of sparring have you had leading up to this fight? Um, your stable mate, uh, Henry LeBron, just had a big win last week. So I know you guys are training together. So speak to uh, us a little bit about uh, your preparations for this fight and preparing for this particular opponent. Man, for this for this camp, we brought two guys. One um, one of one guy, one of my friends from Orlando, Giovanni Estela. He's um, 13 and 0, I believe. Um, he got great movement with his feet. Um, he fights a lot of his back foot and, and combinations um, going backwards and sideways, which I feel like this is this is what Jole is going to do in um, during the fight. And then we brought another guy from Germany. Um, he's actually training down here in Florida. His name is Abbas. Um, a little bit shorter, uh, maybe uh, maybe an inch shorter than me, but he throws that right hand that Jole Fortea likes to throw. He throws the hook. Um, and he the, the the style is a bit different, but he likes to step in the inside and, and do that that shorter role like like Jole Fortea also do. Xander, what's it like for you? Um, I imagine that that Felix Trinidad and Cotto they're very um, um, they're very supportive of you. I, I imagine when you're around those guys, what's it like? Because again, you're you're only 21 years old. You have a sense of history. You have a sense of Puerto Rican boxing history. So what's it like for you being around fighters like that? Man, it's it's real. I don't I don't even believe it. I don't believe that I'm in that in the moment when it happens. Um, even when I meet, I mean, not just not just Puerto Rican great fighters or fighters overall. When I first met Chris, when I first met um, Terrence Crawford, um, it was like, man, I've seen these guys on TV. Yeah. I've, I've I've watched. I've paid for pay per views for these guys, and now I'm here. I'm I'm able to talk to them. I'm able to shake their hand. I'm able. They they talk to me just like I'm like I'm a regular person, you know, like. You see them and you're like, dang, they're so far away. I won't be able to meet them. And then once you meet them, it's like, wow, we're making it happen. Oh, kid, you're making it happen. That's for sure. And uh, it's 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 been fun to watch, and it's gonna be it's gonna keep me in fun, I'm sure, because I know you're doing the work. I, that, that, and that's like I said, I always said, I know you're a disciplined guy. You you live the lifestyle, and that that's really what matters. Man, thank you guys. Thank you. And um, again, it's just it's just uh it's just love. Uh, I love what I do. I take it serious every day. I know the the sacrifice and the and the hard work that my family and my team has to to put in into this, and um, I can't take that for granted. At the end of the day, it comes down to to what I do in the gym, and and I promise you guys that I'm training my hardest every single day of my life. Xander Zayas, unbeaten junior middleweight prospect, got a big fight December 9th. Xander, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. We we want to have you back. Don't forget that's December 9th, the future. Junior middleweight champion of the world has a fight, and we will have him back on ProBox TV. Make sure you subscribe, download the app, click on the link, because look at your screen. This is what you get with ProBox TV. Not me. You're looking at me. You get champions and future champions. So make sure you download it. ProBox TV is your boxing channel.